Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. We're thrilled that you've joined us for another conversation about student ministry. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about something very practical, fundraising. Now, if you've been involved with student ministry for any length of time, you've probably had to organize or at least participate in a fundraiser. Mission trips, conferences, church camp are some of the most common events that we raise money for, but many of us have to raise dollars to simply fund our student ministry. But uh, we'll get to that in a few minutes. Today, I have Chris Vines and Micah Powell with me again. Chris, tell me something good that's happened this week. Man, tonight was uh, was actually our weekly gathering for teenagers, and it was just really cool. We had a lot out sick. I think a lot of people do. But uh, we just had a good time just sitting around on our couches. And I kind of caught an audible because we had so many out. And uh, we just kind of connected with one another. And so I got to talk with them about how their week is going. And, um, man, it was just really good. Really enjoyed it tonight. Man, I love moments like that where you get to share, get to know your students. Um, They can be really powerful. Micah, how about you? How's God been blessing your life? Man, Bible study. Uh, you know, I um, it's it's just happened this week where I uh, because of some of the weather and stuff, I've been able to stay home with uh, my family, and so construction's been kind of slow. But man, being able to spend time with my wife and son, um, and just he is at a cool age, and my Bible study has been really good. To, or rather, I guess the time with God has just been really stuff. He's just opening my eyes to and showing me where I need work. And then other areas where he's just, I mean, he's just giving me joy that he doesn't have sin like we do, mostly. Um, I'm so grateful that he, not just our propitiation, but how he's just, he just gives me joy. And it's just been so much fun this week being able to spend, to kind of relish in that joy that he gives and, you know, and just spend time with him and my family. It's just been awesome. I kind of miss those days when they're a little younger. Um, My last week has been kind of crazy. Uh, my son had emergency surgery, um, which is not a good thing, but God has shown himself over and over again, and that made it a blessing. God brought some special people into our lives in, in some tough moments, and while many, if not all, the staff was excellent at, at Baptist Health, um, it was a nurse that we called Miss Donnie, who was the biggest blessing to me. Uh, she loved on her son. Um, my son has a tattoo that says, Then Sings My Soul, and her first question was, what do you know about that? And then she started singing and she sang with him. And it was just a a powerful moment uh, when we needed somebody to love on him. He's 21, you know, he's a young adult, um, but it's nothing quite like, like that when, when somebody else loves on your kids. And so she even prayed over us as a family when her schedule shifts were done for the week. And she was just a big blessing. Uh, it's important for us to take a moment or two to celebrate what God has done and is doing in our lives. So many times in our church, uh, not just our church, but at churches in general, we focus on our prayer list. And that just talks about the bad things that are going on in our lives and that of our students. 
Um, so it's great when you can take a moment or two, like Chris was talking about, just get to talk with them, get to share some good things that are going on. It can be fun and inspiring all at once. Well, before we get back to our topic for our podcast tonight, let's uh, ask the random question of the week. So, guys, where or what would be your dream vacation? Oh, man. Chris, you want to go first? You want me to? <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I'll tell you. My dream vacation is to backpack through Europe with my wife, Sydney, for one solid month with absolutely no agenda and no worry about money. Nice. Wow. That does sound nice. Man, I, you know, the bugs would just drive me nuts, I think. But I mean, backpacking and just that kind of stuff is awesome. And I actually want to do a – guys, we should do a camping trip together. Anyways, all right, mine is hey, definitely hey, – whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> Micah. Yes. I wasn't talking about camping. I meant just like going from hotel to hotel. We ain't, we ain't sleeping outside. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I, I was about to say, I was like, man, you are way more extreme than I thought you were. Uh, you know, uh, goodness. I was like, man, I'm, this, I'm behind. I like my, man, I like to be able to sit and play video games and like go to the beach and, you know, snowboard and all that stuff. Anyways, man, mine, my dream vacation is to, uh, it's called Bora Bora. And there's these little uh, huts that are um, about 10 feet off of the just the bluest water, bluest water you've ever seen. And in the middle of the living room, there's a glass panel. Uh, and in the bedroom, there's a glass panel where you can see down into the water. And uh, you can go out to your porch and just dive off into the ocean if you want to. It's perfectly fine. It's about 30 feet or about, uh, 15, 20 feet deep. And um, they, they have little like, uh, not kayaks, but like little bitty um, small canoes that bring sushi and fresh sushi every day for lunch. And like, you know, just kind of uh, canned beverages and stuff. And that's the dream vacation for both Rachel and I. Did you, Mike, did you sounds... Google that? No, I actually I heard it Bora Bora on a movie, which is not a good movie. I shouldn't have watched it. It was horrible, but I looked it up. It was like, wow, that sounds incredible. And so that's my dream. So, yep. That's, I love it, man. I'm messing with you. It is. I, I think there's a lot of thought that's gone into that vacation. So well, I've never taken it. And so it's a dream vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I, I don't know. Um, I, I've, I've done some cool things, some things that I've enjoyed. I've never been out of the side of the country except for a small youth pastor cruise and the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. Um, so I'd like, I'd like to go somewhere. Um, I've loved to hit Europe. I'd love to, to go to Australia. I, I don't know. It's just, um, I love, I love my family. And I love spending time with them. And so, um, you know, it's, if it can be a small trip, I'm okay with that. If I could spend a, a week out in the woods in a cabin and just be able to sit and hike and do those type of things, that'd be good with me too. So, yeah, well, listen, fundraising can be a frustrating endeavor and that's what we're talking about uh, today. But for many of us, it's the only way that we can take our group to something like the SOAR conference or, um, or church camp. Um, but before we hop into this idea of fundraising and some of the ideas there, um, I'm kind of curious, how are your churches funded? What does that look like? So, Chris, what? how does your church take care of its student ministry financially? Yeah, uh, at the beginning of each year, you know, we, we vote on our overall operating budget and our youth ministry is uh, blessed to, to be able to be a part of that. And I mean, I know that's not true for, for every church, um, but, 
but our church has has made that a priority, and I really appreciate that. So I have I have a, a general operating budget that that I manage, and um, of course that uh, a large portion of that I I set aside for um, the the big things that we do, like soar camp or things like that, and uh, that just to to help help with kids who who just can't afford to go because there's always going to be those that uh, that that can't can't make ends meet. So, uh, we're blessed in that way for our church to be able to, uh, to, to bless us that way. You know, I've, I've been at uh, a variety of churches and some very small, some on the larger side. And it's been, it's kind of been both, um, for, for me, I've experienced where they have given us as little as $50 a month. And then we had to fundraise the rest, um, been places where that's gone up and it's been more. Um, and so I've just kind of grown to this place of, and where I'm at now, it's basically, all right, you've got something you can do with your students. We're going to make sure it's taken care of. And that's an incredible place to be. Um, but when you have a very small group and a, a church full of a little bit older, uh, people, then you have that ability because they have some, some funds that they're hoping to spend and invest Mike, I know you've been at a couple of different churches. What's been the the funding situation there? What's what have those the, looked like? And the one that was in uh, Fort Worth was a larger church, and so they 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 kind of had an operating budget, like Chris said at the beginning of their fiscal yeah. year, and and they set that, and they said, "Hey, here's the budget, and here's what we've normally done." And then I'd come in and pretty much keep about half of what they did, and then the other half I would try to you know put towards you know like missions or something that was the students and and I's you know flair i guess in in the budget and but then in the smaller ones the majority of the small sbc and bma churches you know they didn't have one and so i was kind of coming in and uh they they wanted me to come in kind of entrepreneurial where um you know where you have to kind of go to those people and um with with the pastor's approval of course um you know there was one time (laughs) uh i I, uh went to a, a large donor in our church and and was very excited about this opportunity and he, he shared with his heart with me with his heart on like students that he had two kids in the student ministry and and uh he, we kind of set up a luncheon and i told him kind of i didn't pitch to him anything i just told him about my heart and missions and with students and wanted to well he gave um a very large portion which i was so grateful for and i know god blessed him for and I had a conversation later where the senior pastor said man we're we're hurting financially what happened and i was like oh no and oh, I was like, yeah. and I, <laughs> oh, it, was, it wasn't a bonehead moment, you know, it was a good moment, but I, you know, he kept saying donation, 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 and you know, that this is going to be his ministry donation. And I, I didn't catch that he was saying he was going to use this as his tithe for that week. And I was like, oh man. And, I, and it just wasn't that, uh, he had, uh, I guess, interpreted it just to give that to the student ministry. But it did enable us to go on six mission trips that year where, you know, the Lord just worked in great ways. But, you know, I, me and the senior pastor sat down, brother Gary, bless his heart. And he's like, don't do that again. (laughs) I said, yes, sir. (laughs) But uh, then in those other smaller ones, you know, um, very small ministries, you know, they just said, Hey, here's the budget. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all, you're just going to have to fundraise. And, um, and so we fundraised. So, yeah, well, simple, simply put, fundraising can be daunting, 
but there can be a fun side as well. But you just want to make sure that you follow some basic principles as you look for fundraising ideas. And so as you're trying to evaluate, what do we, what do we need to do? What, how are we going to make this happen? If you go, you're in that smaller situation, they say, hey, we can give you $50 a month. We can give you $100 a month, but you got to come up with the rest. And so I've got four different things, quick things. Um, number one, follow the lead of your pastor. Uh, make sure that he's on board with whatever idea you're wanting to utilize. And if he isn't on board, you need to go back to the beginning because, well, you can end up in a weird situation similar to what you, you shared about, Micah. Um, number two, make sure that the organization that you're working with doesn't compromise your beliefs. Um, if you're like If you're like me, you get all sorts of things in the mail. You get all th- sorts of things with email saying, hey, we can help you fundraise for your organization. And while those can be good, uh, I want to know who I'm working with. And so maybe it's a local business. Maybe it's something different. You just want to make sure that that connects and it doesn't compromise anything. Number three, make sure that there is enough profit to be made. And that may sound a little strange, but if your parents and students are working too hard without a good return, they'll be less likely to jump in next time. And then number four, find some ways to raise funds outside of the church. If the church could afford to just budget you the money, many churches would do that. However, many can't, so we need to expand our reach as we work towards raising mission trip or youth budget funds. So with those things in mind, let's hop into some ideas uh, that will help our listeners as they seek to raise money for their student ministries and missionaries. Um, Chris, let's start with you. What's something that you've done in the past that has worked well? Well, one thing that is just on my mind when it comes to fundraisers is uh, I I really suck at it, uh, just be honest. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so um, I... I, I don't like, I don't like doing just a ton of fundraisers. Now I understand like there's, there's times where we need to, especially when, I mean, if we want to go, we, we've got to help provide means for our, our students to be able to go on mission and, and to do those types of things. Uh, so don't, don't hear me saying that I, that it doesn't matter. It, man, it matters greatly. So I'll just say this, that, you know, in, in my situation, um, I, I am blessed. I recognize that my church is a very mission-minded church, and so they they want to make it possible for students and for others in our church to be able to go on meaningful trips, and um, and so I'm very thankful for that. So that said, one thing that has worked for us and that we do uh, each year is a lunch with a dessert auction. Uh, nothing, nothing really special here as far as out of the ordinary. I think most people have probably done something similar to this, but it, it works for us. Uh, and we do it, we do it in the spring. In fact, it's coming up for us here at the, uh, in just the next uh, month or so. And we'll have a, a lunch right after morning worship and we will follow that with a dessert auction. And our students are, you know, in the kitchen working and serving and getting hands on They're cleaning tables and all that kind of thing. They're during the dessert auction, they're passing around cakes and and also love getting other people in our church involved in different ways. So some of them, you know, they they may not be big spenders and and not have a bunch of money to, uh, you know, to give. But hey, they can cook and they are really good at baking and making some really awesome desserts. And that's the way that they contribute. And so it gets other people in our church involved. And uh, you know, they can make. I mean, I've got some ladies that 
they make some just awesome desserts that people will bid, you know, up to 150 to $200 on. And, you know, that's, that's amazing. And so that fundraiser for us is, is worth usually around $4,000. That's, that's been a consistent number for us. And, uh, that usually, um, brings in, we have about 20 students that work that. And so that brings in about $200 per student and, and it's great. I love it. Chris, to give us some sort of context, how many do you guys run on a Sunday morning worship? Uh, we have a, we have around 200, 220 people. Okay. Okay. You know, the size of a church will impact how, how much money you'll make off of that. I mean, sure. making $4,000 is pretty significant and yeah. it's a good amount. Yeah. And that's um, coming, uh, as, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dan. That's coming no, from, no. that's coming from, you know, usually we have, if, if, if say 200 people are there that morning, then, you know, maybe a hundred to 125 of them will stay for lunch. And so, and we've found, we found different ways to try to, uh, like the first year we did this, we, we only served lunch, you know, by staying and going through the kitchen. Uh, the last two years, two or three years, we have, uh, done a to-go box. And so we've made up and as people go through our foyer, we have them available for people to grab and take home with them. And that's, that's helped us make a little bit extra money too. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. To-go fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. People like it. So, and then, and then I'm sorry, I I just keep thinking about something, but one other thing that, that I really like to follow up with this and we've, we've done this before. And, and I personally, I like, I like putting this in the mind of, of our teenagers is, you know, it's one thing to serve in a fundraiser setting with the expectation of getting something from the people who are, who are staying obviously. And, and so there's incentive then for the, the teenagers to, to work and to serve. And so I like to follow up our fundraisers with an opportunity to serve without any expectation of return. Yeah. That's and, so good. And so, and so we, you know, the way that we've done that in the past is by offering like a free car wash. And so like on a Wednesday night in the spring, when it's daylight longer, uh, we, we will tell all the people who are coming to our church on Wednesday night and then try to communicate it to the community that we're going to have a, a free car wash and we'll just kind of create a, a big line of cars and, and just bring them through and, and wash them and, uh, and just kind of get our hands on. And again, just instilling in, in, in the teenagers minds, just a a servant mentality of not expecting anything in return. That's good, man. I like that. Yeah, that, that's, that's fantastic. You know, too often we can get them into this mindset, well, I'm going to serve, but here you're going to give me something for it. Yeah. And so just some, some of those type of things there, those are great. Well, Micah, you, do you have some ideas? I mean, you know, I'm made of ideas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you both, if you know anything about so ideas me, about fundraisers, yeah. <laughs> every every, per, every pastor I've worked with have said, "Man, Mike is a uh, he's a ray of sunshine," and it's always like a derogatory thing because I'm always coming in going, "Hey, I have an idea," and most of both, I mean, two pastors came not knowing this together. They said, "Man, there's I, I have," and this is they've said this from the pulpit. Micah is. He doesn't cuss, but he mentions a four-letter word to me often in my office. It's called an idea, and I've learned that that can be a very rough word for me when I, he comes into my office. <laughs> but I mean, just because I, I have, I'm all the ideas. You know, I, I'm trying to fund ministry, and my initial thing and thought when you asked the question was like I kind of go to the Old Testament where 
God was, you know, asking men to fund ministries, you know, and to asking the, you know, asking the people like Moses and David to, hey, would you, um, and he's not asking them, I guess he's telling them, hey, I want you to tell Israel and and, and have them offer, um, get, give offering or something. And so I, it could be an awesome thing, you know, to to ask for money. I know not all of us want to. I don't like talking about money. Guys, are you, do, are you the same? Are you all the same? Yeah. yeah, I don't like talking about money, but I think something Donnie Parrish once said, he, he doesn't have any problem asking for money because he's not asking for himself. He's asking for God. And that's really what's going on when you're talking about your students and the ministry there. It's not really going to benefit you. Um, it's about benefiting them and about benefiting the cause of Christ. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, as far as as far as wanting to talk about money. And even just talking asking? about it or even asking the church for money, you know, how, are you uncomfortable with it kind of sometimes too? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, again, in my context is if there's a real need, like, and I, and I see it and, and I believe in it, then that I don't mind asking for money at that point, but our church does such a great job already of, yeah. of making sure that we're funded that, you know, at that point, I, I do feel bad because they're they're already doing so much, and and I'll be honest, like my, I, I don't feel the need to go to them and say, "Hey, we need more money." Uh, they I, again, I'm just in a situation. I know it's it's not always like this where our people they just they want to step up and they want to they want to um, they want to give, and it's really it's really a cool thing to see you know one another take care of one another. And so, but to answer your question, yeah, in, in certain situations, it, it definitely makes me uncomfortable. Well, and I think everybody's coming at it from that angle because, you know, you know, in Bible college, they always talked about, you know, be careful what you do with money. Be careful what you do with money. You know, those are the, one of the big reasons of why people in ministry, people leave a church and how you handle it and all that. And so all of us, I think, have that respect. And, and I don't like, I don't want to say the word fear, but maybe like reverence of what we do with money, how we ask for money, like our attitude towards how we ask or how we talk about, you know, money, because it is a tough topic for some people, especially in those smaller um, contexts of ministry. So for mine, the the best thing I think, and I don't like the word because I try to stay away from pragmatism, but, you know, if the mission in your communication, if it's clear, then man, people will give, you know, if people see the need and there's an actual need and we're not trying to make something up, you know, um, like people respond to that. I think God convicts people and his people to respond by not just their tithes to their local church, but even beyond some of that in some ways, like the BMMI, um, or, or, or student ministry, uh, trips. So one thing that I found with that man was just crazy at this one church at first Damascus, they did something that I didn't start, but I came into that fell in my lap, as it were, <laughs> uh, called Pig Fest. And uh, it was, we, <laughs> it's kind of brutal, but you know, they would, uh, we would buy a little baby pig at the beginning of the year, and uh, the, tr- the student ministry would pay for this pig and the, the caring of it and the feeding of it. And then we would um, eat this pig. We would um, quarter it and, and the students would uh, help us kind of prepare the meal and we would get with some of the ladies and they would bring like beans or potato salad. And it was a community wide deal. And uh, they said uh, when, when I came in, they're like, it's kind of a, our best fundraiser <clears throat> and it's a lot of fun because it was bluegrass music. We'd bring in really popular bluegrass people, uh, big names in the central area and would have them uh, perform on their 
uh, Family Life Center stage. And we had, when you walk in the door, there was like six fundraisers within one fundraiser. And it's all going towards the student and children's ministry. But it was so much fun. The elderly really responded. The adults really responded because the, when you walk in, there was like little jars where you could, we'd have names of people that would say that they would be willing to kiss a pig. And so you would kind of put money in these these little uh, piggy banks um, with people's names on them that would have to kiss a baby pig at the end of the um, the pig fest. And so, the, you know, you're paying people to kiss a pig. And so, man, you know, I, I was on one year and Brother Daniel, and then we had one guy that always said he would never do it. And, and it was the third year we did it and did pig fest. And we raised $500 just to see him kiss a pig. <laughs> that was really cool. But I think, man, at the end of that one, you know, people would come and buy a ticket to get in the door and, you know, the plate of food was 20 bucks and, um, you know, and all of it's donated besides the pig. Uh, and it was, of course, we had a, an, on the location, they had an actual huge cooker, huge one. I, I mean, just a massive one that they built for Pig Fest. You know, there's, there's like stuff for kids to do outside. And um, we had volunteers, all the students were volunteering and, and Chris, you kind of talked about your flair and, and, you know, what you did to help your students focus on like that. It wasn't even if nothing is made like just the joy of serving kind of our flair, Rachel and I's kind of heart was the relationships of people that you're serving with, like make a connection. Each student as they were serving food would make a connection, ask a specific kind of not diagnostic question, but just kind of a, a deeper relationship question to each person that walked by. Um, and then if they wanted to continue talking, they would, the students would talk with the elderly and with the adults afterwards, you know, kind of putting that, the importance of relationship and loving others and, um, and making and, and the, the real heart behind it was making, um, like discipleship kind of encouraged, you know, where you're encouraging discipleship from the older generation to the younger and uh, where those people could actually, especially the students, could know the elderly people that were given in the church and have a conversation with them. And, you know, what, what, because, because if you communicate clearly, you know, to your students, then they'll know why, you know, what we're raising for the specific mission trips or the people in, you know, Potosi, Missouri that we were sending money to or, you know, to help ministry with for kids there or whatever, you know, like the, uh, the kids with cancer in Florida on the Florida trip for the senior trip, you know that they knew what they were doing. So when they would talk with those don't, the people that were giving the donations, you know, they would say, man, we're really excited about this trip to Potosi or, you know, we're really excited about this trip mission trip to soar that we're going in the Arlington apartment uh, complex, or, you know, we're excited to share the gospel with this inner city soup kitchen, you know, we're going to this church camp or, or whatever, you know? And, and so that one was huge, but guys, at the end of our, our biggest year at, um, in first Damascus, you know, I think there was about $7,000 given and uh, it was incredible. And this is just a small church. I mean, it didn't run more than 120 to 180 people, but, um, well, I guess, you know, 150, 160 average, but this was a community wide deal where we sent stuff out to the schools, you know, the local posted on the local like post offices. And I talked to the mayor about this event and told him we'd love him to be there. And like local people that were running for sheriff or whatever, I would call them and invite them and, and a bunch of families, especially like if someone came to the door and, and, and they wanted in, they didn't have to pay. They could just come in. And, and if they couldn't afford the food, then I, I had a specific kind of budget for those people that uh, in the area of Damascus that were struggling financially, that they would get a free meal. Um, so it just brought a lot of people in, you know, and uh, they got to hear the gospel, of course, you know, and, and they got to hear 
our relationships and the music and the heart of the people and, and the church's heart for the community. And also, you know, through the, the, the point and subject of why we were gathering was to let the church, uh, let this raise this money for, um, lost people, um, and, and also for hurting people and trips that we were trying to take. That is, that's awesome. What I love there is there's just so many pieces to what you just described. Um, the idea of getting out into the community, of loving on people out there. I liked hearing, you know, there's just so many good things there, Micah. I do have to ask the question, did you name the pig? <laughs> no. <laughs> It okay. was always, and it's really not. country. It was always, like, I couldn't, we had to, we had to kill the little pig. And, and that was so hard every time. Cause man, those kids, they would just hop in there and, you know, they, somebody would be like, Hey, you want to help us, you know, string them up. And I just, I'll be honest. It, it hurt. You know, it's just like hunting for me. I, I know that it's, it's good brotherhood time and it's good for, you know, the land for the deer to, to, you know, to downsize some of the, um, the, deer population but it, it hurts every time i kill one it just does i just have a soft heart i guess and but even that pig every year i was like we would pray over the pig our kids would together and, and usually it was the young men and young uh young the the dads and the sons or the dads and the daughters would show up and so because we're in damascus arkansas which is awesome i don't make fun of it it was the most country place in the world and i loved it um they would show up in muck boots everybody and so I had to get a pair of mug boots. Do you got either of you have a pair of mug boots? No. Uh, yeah, I live in South Arkansas. <laughs> okay. Well, now you just be familiar. Like I, I do a lot of things. I mean, I hunt and stuff and I like to fish, but I'd never had a pair of mug boots. So I bought a pair after the first year seeing that everybody had like, because it was muddy out there where the pig stayed. And I, I didn't know that because I wore my uh, Chuck T's out there and ruined those, but, uh, <laughs> I learned my lesson, but no, we didn't name it one year. One of the young, uh, young men did, um, because his dad, his dad was a, uh, worked at the FFA teacher at Southside B branch. And so he, he always typically helped us find a pig and, you know, cause he always helped show pigs and stuff and gave us little, 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 uh, piglets and stuff to raise and all that. But no, we, we couldn't name it. I didn't highlight too much of the killing of that pig. But. <laughs> yeah. It, like I said, it, what, one of the things that I love is even though that wasn't your, you know, you didn't feel as connected initially to what was going on. You were making relationships with the people there. You got to understand them. You grew to love them. Um, and this was a an event that was geared towards that community. It's just fantastic. Well, I've got a, a couple of a couple of things that have worked for me at the places that I've been. Um, one fundraiser, and they seem to deal with food, but that seems to be a common theme. Um, one, it was just a dessert auction. It's something that we had developed at, at Temple Baptist Church in Rogers, where I was at. Um, and each year, that thing just seemed to grow, and it just grew and grew and grew. Uh, people enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we just recently had one here to raise money for uh, some student missionaries. And again, same sort of thing happened. People just enjoyed it. They like bidding against each other. Uh, there's a fun aspect to it. And it's a great way. You get the food donated and then somebody pays to buy that food. And so it's all, it's a big win uh, for your for your students, your student ministry, for missionaries, whoever you're raising that money for. Uh, one of the other things that we did, and it's just, again, just a simple idea, uh, kind of a themed lunch. 
Uh, we would provide lunch and people would, would bring, uh, you know, they pay whatever they might spend at a, at a restaurant or maybe a little less, maybe a little bit more, but that would go towards either the student ministry or the, the student missionaries. Uh, we called it stuff in a bowl. It was just an easy theme to have. Okay. If you can put it in a bowl, then you can bring it. So spaghetti, mac and cheese, dumplings, soup, cereal. I had one kid who brought cereal and milk. I, you know, they're kind of crazy, but it was just a, a real easy thing that everybody could enjoy and get involved with. Now, one of the tougher things that we did, but it was good because it took, it was fundraising outside of our congregation, um, was that we would work the Razorback uh, football games in one of the concession stands. And we would get a percentage and we'd have to staff that and make sure that it's run well. And so there was a lot of work and a lot of effort. Uh, but that's how we would make most of our money that would take our group when I was at Temple to soar. And so it's just a, a lot of fun doing that because you'd build some relationships. Micah, did you have something to add? Sorry, yes. I, I was going to say stuff in a bowl. I, stuff in a bowl. <laughs> man, wow. Stuff in a bowl. Hey guys, we're going to have a fundraiser. We want all of you to purchase. It's called stuff in a bowl. I'm there going, yep. okay. Okay. It, it was, it was crazy. It, it, it flew and we, we did a lot of great things with that, but That's a cool. lot of fun. I even took it to the, the new church that I met at Calvary in Fayetteville. Um, they didn't enjoy that as much, but you know, <laughs> got to loosen up. So, <laughs> Well, um, you know, those are just some ideas, and we wanted you to just start thinking about what you need to do in the area of fundraising, because it can be hard, it can be difficult, um, but, you know, it can be those those hard parts, but it is, there's some positives to it. Um, I've got three, three things I want to share real quick. One is it allows students to trust and to see God provide in miraculous ways. And so if they're raising money for their student ministry or a mission trip, um, and then they totally, they get involved and they're trusting God. It's a very powerful thing. The second is that it shows students that it costs something to go on trips and have activities. Sometimes our students have so much provided for them that they don't realize that things cost money. Um, and so if they're involved in that process, if they're involved in the fundraising, then they see that in a better way. And then the the third thing that I want to share as a positive is that it allows students to build relationships. When we would work those Razorback football games, uh, usually it was anywhere from a 10 to 12 hour day. And so those that would, would, went to those, they would work together. They would spend time together. Uh, they would argue at times. They would get on each other's nerves. But it's a really powerful thing to see them um, build those relationships. And I kind of hated when we stepped away from that for that aspect. But when you don't have enough parents, it gets hard. So before we wrap up tonight, guys, um, do you have anything to add to this conversation about fundraising? Micah? You know, I I jumped into just kind of the stuff that happened and we did, you know, but um, I think prayer is a huge part of uh, asking yeah. people for money. I think that's the beginning, you know, foundational a building block of making a good fundraiser, you know, a good, um, you know, fundraiser, I think for it to go well, uh, prayer's huge, you know, because it, 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 when I pray, I want to make sure, okay, what, what, what do I, God, what do I need to raise? You know, and I look at the budget and I start planning out the budget for the year. And, and then I, I see where we need to fundraise. And then if we don't need to, then, I, you know, 
I would be glad telling somebody, hey, listen, you guys were so faithful um, to your giving that we don't need to do a fundraiser, you know? And so just have a kind of a time of celebration where we're able to say, hey, we're fully funded. Like just communicating to your people is huge. That's the second thing I'd say. You know, prayer is huge in the beginning, you know, foundational blocks of making, you know, anything godly or anything um, work is is to pray through what, you know, what kind of fundraiser you want to do and, and, you know, and then also doing the work. Um, but then communicating to the people, like, and to, and also with the pastoral staff, like, hey, you know, um, wh- what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And just kind of planning it. And before you yeah. start fundraising, um, to kind of do your due diligence and check the budget, t- talk with your financial team or, you know, other people in your church that are very faithful financially and ask them advice, you know. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, in, in prayer and, and that discipline is also studying the Bible. You know about maybe when you're done kind of budgeting and you're done praying and seeing the need and you've talked with your pastor and, and then I think take all that um, with the word and and make sure that that is a priority that you go to the word and see that what you're doing is good and then also ask other people I think you know go to to older brothers and student ministry like you know like Dan or uh, you know people like Dustin Wisely that have been in student ministry you know a long time or um, even you know people. Um, in, in larger ministry contexts, uh, even from different dominations, and ask them something, you know, give ask them for some advice and for some counsel. And, and, and it also, at the end of all of it, a small thing, it'll always produce in all of your planning. It always, and Dan and Chris, you, you may both have seen this, but for me, it always gave me a deeper relationship and a deeper, like, connection to my community, to, mainly in this, in the right order, and to, to my pastor and his, and our um, ministry context of our local church. And then it helped always helped the association in some way, uh, and helped missions and missionaries, state missionaries that we support. Cause we were always going to them. Um, and then, and then relationships to the people that are giving like to the financial teams I met with, like we would always end the meeting and I'd end with prayer. And then man, just the conversations with people about, you know, their heart and giving and their heart and, you know, how to make this whatever fundraiser, um, or whatever opportunity to, to, offer money to God on top of what their, you know, their ties, you know, it gives you a chance to get deeper in relationships with people that, and that to me, loving God and loving others, loving others, that, that's a huge, I mean, huge part yeah. of fundraising is how can you grow your relationships for, with, with other people in your ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Chris, do you have anything to add? Man, I, I agree with everything Mike has said. I think that's good. Uh, one thought that I have is just to remember that, when when we are asking people for money that that's that's not a that's not a light thing and rather what when people give mm. like that's just that's just not something to take for granted so yeah. so i think i think it's always a, a good practice to make sure that we're thanking our people um i think it's a good practice for our our students to um to to in some way show appreciation whether that be through a letter or something else to to the church um but just to also just to remember that that's just good stewardship that we we are called to be good stewards of many different things, not just money. But in this particular context, we we need to be great stewards of the money that people in our churches are giving, and um, not to open up a, another a big door here. But just a thought that was on my brain as we were talking about all this is, you know, a lot of times when we go on trips, whether it be a mission trip or uh, maybe to soar or something like that, 
Um, a lot of times we might build in some kind of fun activity for our kids, you know, uh, Six Flags or uh, a baseball game or, you know, something like that. Not always, but sometimes we do that. And and I think that's fun. We, we see the benefit in that. But, um, you know, people back home, when they see pictures of that, uh, you know, I often wonder, like, do they think that this is what they gave their money for, you know? Um, mm. And so... You know, I, I could drive myself crazy thinking in that way, probably. But one way that I I try to, um, I guess, reconcile that is is just thinking that good stewardship means getting some skin in the game. So one thing for students, if, if we go on a trip, I always require them to uh, to pay at least a small amount, and that small amount is usually the amount that it costs to do that fun activity. And and so. Um, that's just kind of the way that I reconcile that. But I think it's important that as we, um, as we're asking people to give, that we also ask our students to be good stewards of the things that they have, because I think we've all seen students who, uh, say that they can't go, but then they show up the next day with some brand new Air Jordans on or something like that. And, and so, um, I think it's good for us to, to teach our students the importance of, um, in, you know, putting some, putting some money in on what they think is worth doing. And that's good. Um, and so I think that's just all, that all plays into this, this idea of being good stewards. Fundraising isn't as cut and dry as just an activity or two or three different things that you can do. It's kind of a mindset. It's like, I'm going to look for how I can be a good steward of what I have, what others have, and uh, how can I share that with others? And it's just a fantastic thing. Well, we hope that today's conversation has been useful as you seek to minister to the students in your life. Know that we're praying for you as you work with the crazy teenagers in your life because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.